Hi, this is Adina here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, podcast show of Courage to be Curious. And if you have been following us, you know that we are exploring this entire year the yamas and niyamas, principles of yogic ethical practice. And we are tracking the book by the same name by Deborah Adele. In January and February, we explored the first of the yamas, and that was ahimsa or nonviolence. And we're now on to the second of the principles, which is satya or truthfulness. And each one of the chapters in the book begins with a haiku by someone named Catherine Larson, colleague, friend of Deborah Adele's. And this one really struck me. It struck a chord inside of me to launch this exploration into truthfulness. Is my yes coming from a dark corner or from the light in my heart? Is my yes coming from a dark corner or from the light inside my heart? And the reason this struck a chord with me is that I can remember if I track back through my life so many times when I agreed to something or I acquiesced or perhaps my yes came from my silence in response to something. And it was really coming from a dark place and not the place in my heart. Those things feel differently. When a yes is coming from a place in our heart, it feels joyful. It feels easeful. It feels filled with love. It feels you know, flowing. And we're excited about it. But when our yes whether that's, sure, I'll do that for you, or, oh, no, that doesn't matter to me. We can do it the way you want to do it. Or yes to, I'll be on that committee. Or yes to, I can pick up the kids today. Don't worry about it. There's a lot of things we can say yes to. But if it doesn't feel like joy, and if it doesn't feel like exciting and flowing, oftentimes, it may come from this darker place, a place where, the light, where there isn't light. And so what do we mean by that? That it comes from this place that perhaps we're not being completely truthful with ourselves or with the other person. And I'm excited to explore truthfulness as a principle this month because, as I was saying, I feel like this is something I spent a lot of my life doing and not examining. So I spent a lot of my life saying yes and sure and acquiescing and it's okay and being the team player and all of those things. But what it led to was a couple of undesirable things. It led to a silencing of my voice over time that became habitual, almost to the point where I didn't even know what was true for me anymore because I stopped paying attention to a truth and just continued to yes and acquiesce and please. It also led to a buildup of resentment because eventually over time, if we say yes to things that come from a dark place, we can get resentful and we can notice things like feeling that we're being taken advantage of or feeling as though we don't really matter, maybe having a, a lower sense of self. Or maybe we get angry. Maybe it shows up in terms of anger as though we're somehow being wronged. 
And these aren't really great things, but I saw a lot of those building up for myself. The other piece of it and it, that started to happen, and I, it was the first thing I mentioned, is that by saying yes from a place of non-truthfulness often enough, we can sometimes lose so much of our sense of self, lose, lose so much of our essence as to who we are, what we really want, how we're feeling when we're in an honest expression of ourselves, that we almost lose our capacity for doing it. And that is really dangerous when we lose that sense of ourselves. And so in the Yamas and Niyamas, Deborah Dell starts to explore where might that inclination come from? Where might that inclination to suppress a truth, to speak a yes or an affirmation or to acquiesce from a dark place rather than from the light in our heart, you know, where might that come from? And, and what's the antidote to that? So in our first exploration of truthfulness, I want to read from the very beginning of this section in the book, because as I often find with this, I, I, I can't say it any better than she does. So let me just kind of share with you what she says. Perhaps you've read The Chronicle of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. This delightful series has certainly been a favorite in my family over the years, she writes, and it certainly was in mine too. In a passage from the very first book in the series, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, there are four children who are about to be introduced to the mighty King Aslan by Mr. and Mrs. Beaver. Mr. Beaver lets them know that Aslan can right wrongs, banish sorrow, drive out winter, and bring spring to the land. When asked if Aslan is a man, Mr. Beaver sternly declares to the children that Aslan is definitely not a man. He is the king of beasts, and anyone who approaches him should go with their knees knocking. The children are afraid that Aslan isn't safe, and their fears are confirmed by Mr. Beaver. But he also assures them that although the king of beasts is not safe, he is good. And here's where it's absolutely magnificent, where she jumps off. Like Aslan, the Lion King, the jewel of Satya, or truthfulness, isn't safe, but it is good. Truth, satya, has the power to right wrongs and end sorrows. It is fierce in its demands and magnanimous in its offerings. It invites us to places we rarely frequent and where we seldom know what the outcome will be. If we don't approach truth with our knees knocking, we haven't really understood the profoundness of this guideline. We may think that truth means simply not fibbing if we're asked if we'd eaten the cookie, but truth demands integrity to life and to our own self that is more than not telling a simple lie. When we are real rather than nice, when we choose self-expression over self-indulgence, when we choose growth over the need to belong, and when we choose fluidity over rigidity, we begin to understand the deeper dynamics of truthfulness and we begin to taste the freedom and goodness of this jewel. So when I read this and I'm sitting there and picturing Aslan and if anyone has read the books or I think there are movies too, right? Aslan is presented as a lion and the king of beasts and yes, Aslan is scary. Yes, Aslan is authoritative. Yes, Aslan has tremendous power. And so there is this scariness 
to Aslan. But at the same time, the instruction is that Aslan is good. And if we think about truthfulness from this vantage point, there's a tremendous scariness to truthfulness. There's the scariness that what happens if somebody asks us something, we speak our truth, and they're disappointed. What happens if we speak our truth and somebody feels hurt? What happens if we speak our truth and something doesn't go to our liking, doesn't turn out the way we hoped? What happens if we speak our truth and somebody gets angry with us? What happens if we speak our truth and when we are somehow excluded or not respected for it? Like when we think about those questions, we can see how scary it is. Like just like Aslan, right? How just incredibly scary it can be to go toward truth. What happens if I say these things and these consequences can occur? And what's always been interesting to me, or not always, I can't say that. What's been interesting to me, interesting to me in recent years is that the consequence of not speaking the truth maybe in the moment feels less scary, but has consequences that can be really dire, right? We sacrifice ourselves, we silence ourselves, we become an illusion, we become not real, we become inauthentic, we become a facade, we become someone who is constantly wearing a mask and has to keep up and portray something that isn't real, and we have to exert all of that energy, all of which is exhausting and tiresome and self-defeating and self-diminishing, and yet somehow or another it feels easier and safer to choose that than it does to feel truth, than it is to choose truthfulness. And when I came to that recognition, it was one of those things that caused me to pause, like, whoa, whoa. The fact that it can feel easier to choose all of these things that erode our sense of self than it is to speak a truth that might not be received well by somebody else or be pleasing or be likable that that's really something for us to take on and look at. And look at the question of just what are we so scared of? What would really happen to us if somebody was disappointed? What would really happen to us if someone didn't like the thing that we said? What would really happen? What's the worst that would happen if someone became disappointed or upset with the answer, or even if someone excluded us or made fun of us, what is really the worst that would happen that is worth the trade-off of our own silence, silencing and our own diminishment? So this is the first piece that I want to put forward around truthfulness, around satya. It's not going to go on much longer than this because really how much can we handle all <laughs> from one podcast? So, you know, to take on these questions, to get curious about ourselves, to get curious firstly about the places that we say yes, that come from dark corners rather than from a light filled heart, to get curious about why it seems so much scarier 
to say our truth? And where do we feel scared to say our truth? It's interesting because we'll sometimes have some parts of our life in which we have no problem speaking our truth. And then there are these spaces where it feels absolutely terrifying to speak our truth. So when is it easy and when is it difficult? And in those spaces where it's difficult, just what makes it so scary? Just what is the worst thing that we imagine is going to happen to us if we do? And then finally, can we be honest with ourselves and ask ourselves, what is the consequence of that dishonesty? What's the consequence to our own sense of self, our mental and physical health and well-being, our relationships from the dishonesty that we perpetuate in those places? Tons of big questions to take on this week. As we continue, we'll talk more about, you know, these places, of, what does it mean to be truthful? What does it mean to be honest? And how do we skillfully do this? How do we discern moments of yes and moments of no? So we'll be continuing to explore this as we go. But for this week, take on those questions. Be willing to be honest with yourself. Get really curious. And as always, if you want to dialogue with me about it at all or share some of your thoughts and feelings, go ahead and email me, adina at couragetobecurious.com or info at couragetobecurious.com. Get on our Courage to Be Curious Facebook page or our Wonder Your Way to Brilliant Facebook group for the podcast and start up a dialogue, share reflections. But mostly, this is not something to keep to yourself. As you're listening to these practices, I am sure that you know of other people that you would like to be discussing this with, and that you also know that sharing this information could transform their lives too, or at least open a window to some kind of thinking and reflection that would be helpful. So if that's the case, join with me and help me this year spread the word for, of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant. My goal is to really see if we can double our audience this year. So I'm asking and enlisting your support in doing that, to sharing this podcast with others, going onto iTunes and rating it if you can. And finally, if you are engaged, and so many people have been emailing me, so I know that there are many people out there engaged in our journey through these principles, I want to let, make you aware of the retreat that Dr. Christine Keisinger and I are holding in Annapolis, Maryland on April the 13th. We are hosting a full, spiritual, full day spiritual retreat from nine in the morning until eight at night. And we would love to have you join us. And so we will post about this in the Courage to Be Curious Facebook page. You can find the link to information and registration there. You can email me if you are somehow not on the mailing list, um, and we will send you the information, info at couragetobecurious.com. Or if you are on the mailing list, you're already getting the emails. You can sign up to be on the mailing list to make sure that you don't miss information about programs that we're offering because we're going to have many programs coming up. Um, so go on to couragetobecurious.com in the bottom third and you can sign up for the newsletter. You'll be getting information. There's videos and audios that are going to be coming out talking all about the retreat. But we would love to have you join us on April the 13th in Annapolis, Maryland. Um, feel free to send any questions. And make this a week of really journeying with the concept of satya, with truthfulness, and seeing what ways you can open the doors to truthfulness in your heart, truthfulness of your expression. And I'll be back with you again next week.